0: That's Joe Biden today at the White House yelling and lying, which he does a lot of.
1: This bill cut costs for families, help reduce inflation at the kitchen table, because that's what they look at, how much of their monthly bills and how much do they have to pay out for the necessities. And it gave them just a little more breathing room, as my dad would say. Uh, Oh yes.
0: You know he's lying when he throws
1: his father in the the mix This is the
0: Inflation Reduction Act that he's bragging about. It does nothing that he says it does. He reminds me very much of Baghdad Bob. Who remembers him? The Republican Guard, Saddam Hussein's spokesman, who said everything was going just fine as U.S. forces were rolling in to Baghdad. (laughs) Baghdad, Bob, and Joe Biden, very, very closely aligned in methodology. Look, so much of what this administration doing is dishonest, and it's designed to distract us. The Mar-a-Lago raid, everybody, designed to take our eye off the ball, what they have been doing wrong ever since they got into office. Uh, That crazy speech from a week and a half ago, this is not something that a competent, responsible person would do. The January 6th here hearings. This is all a ruse, really, to, oh, you know what, actually, a little bit, a little bit the queen. I love the queen, but the wall-to-wall coverage of her uh, passing and the funeral, I don't think is going to be for, what, another three weeks or something like that. Uh, the mainstream media is happy to dwell on things like this and not the issues, not the issues. Well, we will do a summary of the issues. And we'll start with this poll, by the way. It doesn't look like Americans are being fooled. When it comes to the midterms, this is the way they are leaning, according to a new Trafalgar Group uh, poll. And also, according to Rasmussen, 52% of likely voters would like to see Joe Biden impeached. All right, so... A quick recap of what's really happening, and this, just from Friday, 600 illegal migrants crossed the border in just one hour, 2,000 detained in Del Rio. We're talking millions every single year. Did you hear about the woman who was beheaded in California in broad daylight? The guy who did it, allegedly, an illegal immigrant who overstayed his tourist visa. Inflation, despite what Joe Biden bearing his head in the sand, I don't know, the media covering for him, is borderline out of control. And we haven't seen food prices, food price increases like this since the Carter administration, the Jimmy Carter administration. Now, Joe Biden says he's going to unify the country. Remember that? And how good he was at legislating, he can't even get any Republicans to sign up for any of his schemes that should tell you something, Joe, about your schemes. Also, this fixation on environmental cars and climate change, you are shooting yourselves in the foot. You really are. This stuff is expensive. This stuff often doesn't work. Did you know that firefighters have to go undergo new expensive training to take care of electric car fires? They happen. And also, getting all the material you need for these batteries out of the ground more of a carbon footprint than carbon, than fossil fuels. The Ukraine invasion, we put that right at Joe Biden's feet. Vladimir Putin took a good look at uh, Joe Biden and said, I can do this, I can do this. Everybody agrees, just about everybody, according to polls, that this invasion would not have happened if Donald Trump were still in office. Crime is out of control. 30 people were shot this weekend in Chicago. 30 people... And nobody, well, we care. They're pretending that folks don't care, but people notice it. They feel it in their bones in New York City, my hometown. 26%. That's the official number. I have a feeling it's a lot higher. Back in Washington, D.C., Hunter Biden has access to the White House. Hunter Biden is showing his face again in the White House. The overt corruption between these two, Hunter and Joe And they're not doing anything about it. This voters are noticing. The media, Joe Biden can pretend we don't, we do. And who's in charge right now, today, in Afghanistan? The Taliban, facilitating Al Qaeda. We will not forget this come the midterms. Um, And this obscene takeover of our schools, this fixation on gender, uh, changing your gender. Strange, strange stuff. And people of, <laughs> I know transgender individuals who don't like this fixation when it comes to children. We will not forget come November. Try getting a car or a heavy appliance. It's still a great big pain in the neck. I had to go two states away not too long ago to uh, get the car, the SUV we wanted. We have two little girls now. Um, That brings me to Joe, Joe himself. You know, Joe, you're on full display, and we see this every day. You're a liar. You're incompetent. You're bizarre. You're erratic. You are racist, absolutely. You're angry. And with all those vacations in Delaware, you are awfully lazy. Let's do the, uh, well, here's a little bit, all of the above. Anger, lazy, erratic, uh, you name it, it's here.
1: I am more optimistic than I've ever been in my entire life about America's future. We just have to remember who we are. We are the United States of America. There is nothing, nothing, nothing we've ever set our mind to. Nothing. That we not have we not been able to accomplish nothing beyond our capacity. And to just remember who we are. We stand together. There's nothing beyond our capacity.
0: Oh, man. He reminds me of a coach I used to have yelling like that. You're not good at this stuff, Joe. I guess we can do anything we set our minds to except keep Afghanistan free from terror. That's on you, Joe. All right. That was pretty weird. This is worse.
1: Think about it. Think about what you'd think about at the time. Think about how you'd feel if you didn't have the insurance and didn't have the money. It's wrong. It's not who we are, and we're gonna fix that too. Whoa, that that
0: was really bad. So remember, liberal plus chaos equals Biden. We just went through liberal, the chaos, the C is for crime, H is for Hunter, A is for Afghanistan, O is for the obscene stuff. S is for the horrible supply chain issues. Uh, When it comes to Biden, the B is for the border. No border. Inflation out of control. Disunity when he promised unity. Energy, our energy issues. And no respect. We command no respect, it seems, throughout the world. You see, Joe Biden is the front man. The front man for some very sinister forces, I believe. Actually, according to Barack Obama himself, after the election in 2020, his fantasy... And I don't think it was such a fantasy was to be the real
2: man in charge. If I could make an arrangement where um, I had a stand-in, a a front man or front woman, and and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats Mm -hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I'd be fine with that.
0: Look at that look. He's bragging. He's boasting. That's the arrangement. Very much so, in my opinion. He's calling the shots in this persecution, this unlawful persecution of Republicans, good Republicans, good men. Steve Bannon hounding that guy, right? I mean, putting Steve Bannon in handcuffs for what? Navarro. Peter Navarro, he's a genius, pulling him off a plane, throwing him in handcuffs, putting him in the same cell that John Hinckley would be presidential assassin, and everything they've done to Rudy Giuliani. My gosh, cancel his law license, but these men are still going strong, going strong. And most importantly, you know who's going strong and cannot be stopped? The man himself. This is all backfiring. I am very confident on the The forces of darkness, and they are dark and very bad. We're going to triumph. We are. Focus on the issues. Do not lose sight. All right, folks, who remembers this scene from Afghanistan? An amazing scene, these Marines rescuing a baby. The Marine Corps, the Biden administration, they screwed it up. And they maligned those Marines. And one of them, very much so, deserves an apology from generals, from CNN, just about everybody. We'll be right back. Well, there should be a Netflix extravaganza, but they won't do this kind of movie, My Son Hunter, about the corruption, the alleged corruption of the Biden family. That's juicy stuff, but Independent, very talented independent filmmakers got together and made this film, My Son Hunter. You can go to mysonhunter.com to see it for yourself, but uh, here are some clips. I have
1: uh, a lot of selfies, naked selfies, Narcissist. Mm-hmm. not scandalous, what else? Uh, some intimate. Video with my girlfriend. Girlfriends. Girl there were some uh, parties.
2: <laughs> some of them are hookers. That's already in the GOP Senate report. It's only a footnote. Nobody reads footnotes.
0: Wow, nobody reads footnotes. Did you see that stuff? What an interesting movie to make. Uh, One more clip. The FBI just subpoenaed the laptop.
3: He is? (laughs) Ah, That's great. Was that Adam's idea? Ah, Thanks, Nance. Yeah, yeah, I'll be over there as soon as possible. The repair shop guy's a Trumpster. They're making it all about him. Great. They're going to label it a Russian disinformation campaign. What again? Can it work. Well, they're already getting signatures from intelligence
4: agencies with a, a little help from the media. I think we can destroy this little guy.
0: Let me just sit back and watch it happen. Wow. Uh, did the conversation play out just like that? Maybe because the entire swamp covered for the Bidens. Why? Why? Why would they do that? Still? Still kind of mystifies me. I mean, I know they hated Trump, but that much. Hey, by the way, Joe Biden, when he spoke in front of uh, the American people and put those U.S. Marines in that horrible position to have to endure his grossly inappropriate, highly partisan speech when he called half of America the enemy of the state, by regulation and I believe law, Marines cannot attend such a speech. They can't be there. That's a partisan political event. And in their own regulations, they can't be there. Now, sometimes Marines, actually Marines can be at certain events and not others. Like a presidential inauguration. Uh, All branches of the armed forces are there. It's considered a governmental function more than a political function. And the armed forces can be there. And this whole thing got me thinking about something that happened to Donald Trump. Now, first of all, do you remember his inauguration? January 20th, 2017.
1: And their pain is our pain.
0: Their dreams are our dreams. And their success will be our success. We share one heart. He was doing a fabulous job, but it was horrifying, the swamp. And then something very weird happened, especially when he was making the best points of the speech. A bunch of soldiers and Marines started walking all around behind him. Watch.
1: While the people... Have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed.
0: Did you see that? How they walked away, they turned their back to him. Now, were they just getting in position for something else? Something very odd was going on and has been going on with the military, this military, which seems to be more loyal to the swamp than the Constitution. Absolutely. And Milley, who wasn't chairman of the Joint Chiefs at the time, but take a good look at that guy. And when Republicans take Congress, we may just get our chance. All right. Also this. The Marine Corps owes one of their own A big, big apology. Do you remember this moment? It was one bright spot during that horrific withdrawal from Afghanistan when Marines saved a little baby, a little infant. So this was an amazing moment. Now, that guy right there, that's Lance Corporal Hunter Clark. Now, a couple of weeks later, he was actually at a Trump rally. He wasn't wearing his uniform. Donald Trump found this out. Who wouldn't want to acknowledge that guy, right? It was an awesome moment. For everybody.
1: We're also honored to be joined by one of the Marines who bravely served in Kabul during the withdrawal and helped evacuate children over the airport and over the airport wall. You saw him, he did a great job. Lance Corporal Hunter
2: Ian Clark. Lance Corporal, come up here. Hey, my name's uh, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark. I'm here from uh, Warner Robins, Georgia. Definitely probably one of the greatest things I've ever done in my entire life. I just want to thank all the support from all y'all. It really means a lot.
5: And uh, I'm glad to be home now today.
0: Thank you. Is there a problem with that? Of course not. Did he say anything political? No. He talked about his own experience, not in uniform. He's allowed to do things like that. I don't know what's happened to the Marine Corps. It's going woke like the rest of the Pentagon. The most ugly statement was put out shortly after this matter, uh, this moment. Regarding the viral photo that began circulating around August 20th, 2021, the Marine identified in that particular image was not Lance Corporal Clark. All right. They also added this. The 24th Mew Marine Expeditionary Unit has initiated a command investigation regarding Lance Corporal Hunter Clark's attendance at the event last weekend to determine if any DOD policies were violated. Can you imagine this? Huh? You saw what just happened. We saw they investigate this young hero. Yet Joe Biden can appear in front of Marines in uniform say horrible things about the United States of America. Where's the investigation of this moment? And the fake news, by the way, they were encouraged by the Marine Corps and the Pentagon, and they bought it. They went all in. Listen.
5: During a rally over the weekend, former President Donald Trump brought a Marine on stage who said that he is the person seen in this viral video that you have probably seen lifting a baby over the wall at the Kabul airport during evacuations in Afghanistan. The only problem here, well, maybe not the only one, but one of them, the Marine Corps says it wasn't him.
0: Well, they got bad information from the Marine Corps, which finally, on an Instagram account, put out the truth. They put the picture out, and they called it an iconic photo, and they identified all of the Marines in the photo, including, yes, Lance Corporal Hunter Clark, The Marine at the far right, who uh, you can see he's got a smile on his face, and he's one of the first to receive the baby. Had Lance Corporal Clark's parents on last week. Great people. They were really offended and hurt by what happened, and so was Hunter Clark, who's no longer in the Marine Corps. Uh, I don't blame him for leaving. I do blame the commandant of the Marine Corps, General David Berger. This man owes a big fat apology to a lot of people, especially uh, the Clark family. And he's doing some very strange things to the Marine Corps as well. We'll talk about that some other time. All right. Affirmative action. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it. People of color don't like it. People not of color don't like it. You look at polls. Nobody agrees with the principles. Of affirmative action, that you should be promoted based on things you can't control, like your ethnicity, like your gender. But Democrats at the top, they sure love this because so many of them get by on it. Take our, well, vice president. (laughs) Uh, Would she be there if she were not a person of color and a woman? I do not think so. Uh, How about Barack Obama? He had all of, what, two years in the United States Senate before he started running for president? No, that is an affirmative action case. And this cuts both ways, by the way. You know, there's affirmative action, there's legacy hires. George W. Bush, did he bring any skill to the White House? No, his claim to fame was his father was president of the United States. And quite frankly, I think we uh, we can talk about him now. George H.W. Bush, he did a lot of great things, honorable guy, war hero and all that stuff. But when it came to... What he actually wanted to do as president, he just wanted to be president. When they asked him, what are your plans for the country? He didn't know, oh yeah, you mean the vision thing. I gotta come up with a vision. And that really stumped him. And you know what? It really stumped us when he made false promises to the American people.
1: My opponent won't rule out raising taxes, but I will and the Congress will push me
0: to raise taxes and I'll say no. And they'll push, and I'll say no, and they'll push again, and I'll say to them, read
2: my lips. No new taxes.
0: Wow, big, tough words. He caved. (laughs) It didn't live up to him. Uh, What, 18 months later, he said, uh, It is clear to me that both the size of the deficit problem and the need for a package that can be enacted require tax revenue increases. You know, this kind of political talk helped give rise to President Trump, a non-politician who doesn't make false promises like this. And George H.W. Bush gave us George W. Bush, who did not deserve to be president. That brings me back to affirmative action, people getting things that they are not qualified for. Across the board, nobody likes this when they understand what the policy is. Expect to hear more about it as the midterms approach. The Supreme Court on Halloween will be hearing a very important case about affirmative action that is discriminatory against Asian people. All right. Stay with us for that. Also, what happened on January 6, 2021 on Wall Street? Something very interesting that you have not been told about. We'll be right back.
5: Good evening, everyone. This is a Newsmax election update. I'm Jen Pellegrino. We are watching the results from the three states with primaries today, Delaware, Rhode Island, and New Hampshire, where the big race tonight is the Republican primary for U.S. Senate. The Republican candidates vying to be on the ballot against Democratic incumbent Maggie Hassan is of key interest. It is a tight race between two of those candidates, retired General Don Bolduc and New Hampshire State Senator Chuck Morse. Now, at this point, it looks like Bulldog is performing stronger in the larger cities. Staying in the Granite State, the Republican primary for U.S. House District 1 is another race that we're watching. This could be a flip in November. Right now, former White House press aide Caroline Levitt is ahead of former Trump White House adviser Matt Mowers. And in District 2, George Hansel is ahead of Robert Burns. They are the favorites in that Republican Party primary, rather. Both have local political credentials, and this is a district with a large percentage of undecided voters. On to Rhode Island, the Democratic primary for the open house seat in District 2, Newsmax projects State General Treasurer Seth Magaziner the winner. Also in Rhode Island, the Democratic primary for governor, where Governor Dan McKee is seeking a full term. It is a tight race between him and Helena Folks. Folks, keep it right here on Newsmax for more results from this final night of 2022 primaries. Now back to Greg Kelly.
0: All I can can say— Is Is that that the the fake fake news news just just doesn't get it, do do they? they And they never, they never call out their Democrat friends. When Kamala Harris says this, it's a disgusting and insulting comparison, but they always get away with it.
3: December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021.
0: In the same sentence? Really?
3: January
0: 6th? The Horns guy? Give me a break. You know, they keep saying it was an existential threat to dem- Existential, right? Our democracy was hanging by a thread. Well, when there's a big threat to America, what does a stock market do? It freaks out. It takes a massive dive. What happened on January 6th, 2021? At four o'clock, when they, you know, rang the bell, huh? What happened? Where was the market that day? Let's take a look. Stocks ended higher on Tuesday after recovering some of the losses from the previous day's session. Hmm. Well, maybe it took a day or so for them to absorb, you know, what happened with the horns guy running around the Capitol. What happened the next day, January seventh? Bing, 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 bing. Four o'clock. Markets closed. Let's get the report. Uh, Stocks ended higher on Wednesday with the Dow and S&P 500 closing at all-time highs. Wow, they are lying. Here's data again that shows you how much they're lying. On September 11th, you know what happened? 2001, over the next couple of days, more than a trillion dollars was lost. Yes, a $1.4 trillion They closed the stock market. It didn't open for another six days. All right. So Kamala Harris, I don't know. Is she under the influence? What's going on with her? She's lying like crazy and gets away with it. All right. So that's how I feel about her. I'm only slightly more impressed by Mike Pence. Man, what is it with this guy? I think he's living his life these days Uh, to get a positive review in the New York Times. He's coming out with a new book comes out in November, So Help Me God, by by Mike Pence. Now, on the back jacket of the book, there's there's an excerpt, all right? On January 6th, I was not afraid, but I was angry. I was angry at what I saw, how it desecrated the seat of our democracy. Uh, To see fellow Americans ransacking the Capitol left me with a simmering indignation and the thought, not here, not this, not in America. Well, Mike Pence, your book, your attitude, your comments leave me with a raging indignation. Your indignation, your anger, what you should be asking about, demanding questions, demanding answers. Why did they secure the Capitol with bicycle racks that day, huh? Why did they set up a bunch of bicycle racks? And who is that little cop aggressively waving people onto Capitol Hill? What about the cops inside Capitol Hill who just stood there as people walked on in? Where's your indignation about this, Mike Pence? And worst of all, I wonder if you write about Ashley Babbitt in your book and these three officers who decided to take a coffee break 30 seconds before she was shot and killed, huh? Simmering indignation, huh, Mike Pence? Hmm. What a disappointment he turned out to be. All right. We're going to talk about Dr. Jill Biden. What a, what a piece of work this is. Dr. Jill Biden. Uh, she's killing time during the day visiting schools. Uh, take a look.
5: You're one of so many teachers returning to the classroom. Meanwhile, there are schools all across the country facing these shortages. What concerns you the most when we talk about staffing for schools? What we need to do is encourage Younger people to, to come into the profession and and also teachers of color. We mm-hmm. need a lot more teachers of color.
0: How about getting the teachers union to not milk covid? OK, and deprive so many students of so much learning for two years. Gets, uh, But this this is tell me what you think
5: federal study, it recently found that math and reading scores for nine-year-olds in the U.S. dramatically dropped since Uh the beginning of the pandemic, and math specifically, and the gap between white and black students Mm -hmm. widened. How do we make sure students of color don't get left behind? Well, I think we're working on that. This summer, I saw several programs for learning laws, and they were teaching math and they were teaching English, but they were also doing fun things like teaching the kids how to swim. We provided money for it in the American Rescue Plan, and uh, and so it's up to the districts you know, to decide what they're going to do with that money.
0: Um, we provided money. We provided money, and it's up to—that's what liberals do. They just write checks, money— How much of that goes to the kids, huh? Kids of color, whatever, huh? Does it really? I don't think so. And I don't think she even knows. And maybe she doesn't even care. I don't know. I don't know about her. The Today Show, though, they were (coughs) swooning about the Dr. Jill Biden, not a real doctor.
4: Great conversation. And I continue to just be so pleased mm-hmm. and thrilled with the fact that it's dr biden who doesn't really have she to.
5: doesn't have to be dr Bean. right, and right. she's
4: still teaching and yeah. she's still such an outspoken mm-hmm. advocate for other Absolutely. teachers right. uh, give me a break
0: <laughs> there's a reason why i'm not working on that show many reasons all right stay with us bernie kerrick uh the great commissioner former police commissioner of new york the fbi is hassling not only him But Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy, they just seized his phone. We'll be right back. News
4: breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us
0: anytime, anywhere. All right, that is Coach David Flynn, former high school football coach. He was fired after he raised some real good questions about what his daughter was learning in Dedham Public Schools in Massachusetts, all kinds of woke stuff. Well, he won. He got himself an apology. A lawsuit was filed in cooperation with uh, good people at Judicial Watch. They can't talk about all the details, but I know he got a big, fat apology, which he richly deserved. David Flynn, the high school football coach, joins us along with Michael Bakesha, senior attorney at Judicial Watch. Welcome to you both. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, David, how are you and how's your daughter? She's doing
4: well. Thank you, Greg. She's doing very well. She just started her freshman year at Archbishop Williams High School. She's doing excellent.
0: All right. So do me a favor. We all know basically what the woke curriculum, you know, we've seen examples of it coast to coast. What was it that you noticed about how your daughter was being instructed that set you off?
4: Well, I, we were all home during the, uh, the pandemic and we were doing home instruction and I was teaching on a computer. And we had a variety of kids in here, some of my children's friends uh, that were home alone. So I said, bring them over to our house. So they're not home alone and I keep supervising, make sure everybody's doing a good job and 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 getting by the you know the school days uh, on the computer. And Allison was enrolled in a course that was titled Ancient History World Geography. It was part two of a course she took in the, in sixth grade that went to seventh grade. Well, she came up with some questions and about some of the material she was being asked to answer questions on, and it had nothing to do with ancient history or world geography. Um, We raised some questions on it, and the teacher told us, oh, we changed that class. And they didn't notify a parent. When we asked for the curriculum and, you know, the material being taught, we were directed by the principal to go to the school website. So we went to the school website, and it stated ancient history, world geography. Well, that wasn't the course they were teaching. Uh, They changed it to a social science course, and they started teaching all about race. Um, They were teaching, um, you know, things involved with Black Lives Matter, defending the police, political things about, you know, being a Republican or a Democrat.
0: Aye, aye, aye. So, so
4: David... What was going on?
0: Understand, David, the woke nonsense. They pushed it on your daughter. How did you... How did you wind up losing your job? It was over this?
4: Yeah, we reached out to the teacher and asked some questions of why this was being taught, and she told us it was above her, and the principal would get back to us immediately. We waited over a week, and she never got back to us. So I reached up and contacted the superintendent. Um, You know, I had known him. I was the head football coach for almost 10 years. And, uh, you know, I asked him, you know, how do I handle this? I asked her his advice. And within 40 minutes, the principal of the middle school contacted me and, oh, we're sorry, we changed that course. We didn't notify any parents and um, the state allowed us to change it. And, and it was wrong because they, the state didn't change that course. That was for eighth grade, not seventh grade. Um, so they they came out and just says, "Well, wow, we did this and this is how we're gonna handle it. And uh, I remember just the, the superintendent asked us to meet with them when we stated we were gonna pull our children from the school. And we met with him and really got nowhere. He just listened to us and told us that. Good luck finding another school for your kids.
0: Good luck finding another school for your kids. And you were terminated? You you were terminated? Well, not then. Uh,
4: That was in October. And it was a strange year because football was being played in February that year because of COVID. So they did a fall two season, they called it. And I didn't get called in to the, uh, the office until late January. And the season was about to start a month later
0: they called
4: me in and fired me
0: that day. All right. Let me bring your lawyer in. Uh, We have a nice letter of apology. I will go through it real quick. I want to acknowledge and validate the concerns you initially raised. I guess this is from the superintendent regarding your daughter's experiences at Dita Middle School. I understand that you raised these concerns at the classroom level. You did not hear back in a timely manner. I am sorry for this breakdown. I directed the staff to remove BLM t-shirt emojis and instructed them not to wear these in the classroom in the future. The overall tone of the letter is very nice and conciliatory, but um, it doesn't say anything about getting uh, his job back. Uh, Michael, what's going on with that?
2: You know, this is a big win for Coach Flynn. He he had valid concerns he brought to the forefront, and um, because of him, changes were made in Denton Public Schools. This is a win for Dedham Public Schools and parents and students because um, the school is no longer going to promote Black Lives Matter in the classroom. If their curriculum changes, parents will be uh, notified of it beforehand. And it's a win for parents across the country because it shows that if you're a parent and you're concerned about your students, about your kids, uh, what they're learning in schools, you have a voice. You can speak up and you can make a difference. And so Coach Flynn is very pleased with uh, how this case has... uh, come to its end. And, you know, he's just moving forward uh, with his life now.
0: All right. Well, look, so am I. You made real change. No more Black Lives Matter in the schools. But if you don't mind, I mean, you're not a coach anymore. And it seems like somehow you lost your job being a coach in this matter. Or um, is that is that misstated? I mean, can he work at that school again? And I'll ask you, Joe, technically, why did they get rid of him?
2: Yeah. So, so, I mean, coach Flynn, uh, he can tell you, he's now teach he's now coaching his younger son, um, football, first time uh, tackle football. So he's, he's enjoying coaching his son and um, he's not the head football coach anymore at Denham high school, but he's enjoying what he's doing. And um, you know, he was fired because uh, he expressed his uh, first amendment views. You know, he, He said what was on his mind, and he got fired for it, and uh, the case is now over, and we're moving on. But um, it's a great victory for him, and, you know, as I said, parents in Denham and parents across the country.
0: Well, this Michael Welch, the superintendent, this letter, he seems like a reasonable guy, actually, and I'm encouraged by this. I don't know if you want to have a talk with him about the old job, uh, David, but uh, good luck. What's your next uh, step here? Congratulations.
4: Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, Greg. Now, you know, I'm really enjoying my time uh, coaching my son Nolan at the fifth grade tackle football level. It's his first year, every kid's first year at tackle football at the level. It's a new experience. Um, It's a blessing in disguise. It's been awesome working with my kid and all his friends, and uh, I look forward to continue doing that.
0: All right. Well, and again, we don't know all the details of the settlement, but uh, you guys are happy. We're happy and we appreciate it very, very much. Uh, Michael and David, good luck. Thank you, Judicial Watch, and we'll be right back. Mike Lindell just a little while ago had his phone seized by the FBI. Is this crazy or what? Mike Lindell has raised questions about the 2020 election. He's done research. This is a free country. You're allowed to do these things. FBI. Maybe it does stand for Friends of Biden Incorporated. Our next guest, Bernie Kerik, former police commissioner of New York City great friend of Donald Trump and also did some investigative work regarding the 2020 election. You've been hassled by the January 6th committee and the FBI. What do you think of this? What just happened to uh, Mike Lindell?
3: You know, it's uh, you know, it's scary. Greg, to hear you say it. Mike Lindell has been investigating the 2020 election. I received a subpoena several days ago and every single lawyer that worked for Donald Trump on Donald Trump's legal team in the aftermath of the 2020 election. Every single lawyer on the legal team is mentioned in that subpoena. That's pretty frightening. Basically, they are targeting every person that was investigating and looking at the election fraud and voter fraud in the 2020 election. That's frightening. Why aren't they investigating the fraud itself? That's what I want to know.
0: It's really wild. I mean, the more they do stuff like this, <laughs> the more concerns, and I have plenty about the 2020 election. It's having the opposite effect. They're not going to put this stuff to bed or to rest. They're just going to bring on more questions, at least for guys like you and me, and I think millions of others.
3: It's, uh, listen, it, it, you know what? When I read the subpoena, uh, I think that was the thing that stood out the most, um, that all these lawyers were in there. I think there's seven or eight lawyers that were on the legal team uh, that were working with me, uh, looking at the voter fraud, election fraud in the various states. Um, You know, I presented uh, an enormous amount of uh, evidence of voter and election fraud uh, to the J6 Committee. Uh, we're going to do the same thing uh, and comply with the uh, with the subpoena that I was given. But I have to tell you, for people like me and Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis and, and Boris Epstein, we investigated. And we had probable cause to believe that there was voter and election fraud, that the FBI and state jurisdictions should have been investigating. Donald Trump had every right to believe there was fraud and it was a rigged election. We were looking at it. We were investigating. We found tons of evidence. Why aren't they investigating that instead of targeting every single person around this guy? His family, his colleagues, his friends, his supporters, his donors, his advisors, and his lawyers. Everybody around Donald Trump is a target for the U.S. government right now.
0: When you add it all up, uh, and you've voiced very strong concerns in the past on Twitter, and I share those concerns Should we be seeing more resignations inside the FBI or more whistleblowers? I mean, you're from the law enforcement community. Uh, What's going on with these people?
3: You you know what, Greg? I I have to tell you, the the agents that came to see me, uh, they told me they wanted to talk to me about my work with the uh, legal team. And I told them, I told them as they were sitting in my office, I said, look, I have an enormous amount of admiration for the line agents in the bureau but I have no confidence, uh, trust, um, none of that uh, with regard to the superiors from your agency and from justice. We, I hear that Jim Jordan and Grassley, Senator Grassley, they're up to about 12 FBI agents that have come forward to speak to them concerning um, abuses uh, and and I guess ethical or criminal conduct by other agents. I would say that number is going to increase. I would say there's more agents out there that sees what's going on, that understands they're violating the law. These agents came to my house knowing knowing that I had counsel. I was represented by counsel. I know the prosecutors in D.C. knew that. Why would you send the agents to my house and not reach out to my attorney? That's what's bo- another thing that's bothersome to me.
0: Finally if you don't mind what are they trying to get from you I know you have concerns but what what are they what are they intimating are they coming right out and accusing you of, of
3: what no not there's no no accusation against me it's a witness grand jury uh, subpoena um, and they've uh, you know there's a grand jury date of September 23rd and they've asked for documents and communications to more than 120 people. Um, 90% of which I don't know. I, I either don't know them or I've never met them. Um, but the bottom line is it's it's all these communications but here's, here's what got me, Greg. From the Capital Siege Unit of the Department of Justice, the Capital Siege Unit, I had nothing to do with the protest that turned into a mini-riot and trespassing at the Capitol. They, I know they know that. I know they know that. So, Why is the Capitol siege unit subpoenaing my records on election and voter fraud? We were conducting investigations.
0: Utterly bizarre and sad. And I'm sorry you've been going through this. Uh, Bernie Kerrick, a real hero. Thanks so much. And we'll see you tomorrow.